Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast. Providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And be sure to add our podcast in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. everybody welcome to episode 56 of the fantasy timeline a proud member of the dynasty addicts podcast network i'm josh at real fantasy tl i'm with my main man bill at super duper flex bill how you doing man uh doing good it's uh the nitty-gritty now for uh the playoffs we were just talking beforehand about some uh some things we're a little nervous about coming up for the following week and uh yeah, it's a fun time of the year. How are you? Yeah. Ah, oh, man, uh, doing good. Uh, lost in a league that I was uh, that I've been dominating in all year, and now kind of looking at buys and stuff, and realizing that uh, another loss this week can actually take me out of a buy that I've uh, I've been projecting for weeks now. So uh, that's got me a little down. But then you you picked me right back up by. By letting me know that I, I made the playoffs in Scott Fishbowl, which I honestly can't even believe. I mean, the my team it has suffered a lot. Uh, lost Dak Prescott, lost Drew Brees, lost Austin Eckler, lost Raheem Mostert, drafted uh, Hollywood Brown. You know, just a lot of kind of trying to plug all the holes in the dam with my fingers and not let it all rush out, but somehow I did a good enough job to make the playoffs. So I, I'm, I'm pumped about that. I'm excited. I, I actually set a lineup for uh, week 13 and Scott fishbowl, but you know, uh, really the most important thing about that is all the, all the tweets I saw today from various people who are actually doing the shopping for toys for tots, man, like just seeing people just, I mean, buying so five thousand, ten thousand dollars worth of toys that are going to like kids who really need it. Like, I mean, I'm excited about making the the playoffs, obviously, but like that's the most important thing. And it's you know, it's so cool to just be in a very small way uh, affiliated with that. So, so that was cool. But uh, but yeah, man, this tis the season, right? We're getting. Getting closer and closer. The season is winding down. This week was insane. There was actually football earlier today on a Wednesday. And, uh, you know, all of us hardened, uh, grizzly, veteran fantasy players are going to talk about 2024 a long time as the season that just was it, it, insane. You know, replacement players and you know, week weeks, uh, week twelve matchups getting pushed from Thursday to Wednesday, and, and just craziness. But it, it's been fun. It's been a good ride, and uh, I, 
getting excited for the uh, the upcoming uh, playoff push. How about you, man? How are you feeling? Yeah, I mean, good. Just, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm happy. Uh, I'm happy that the uh, you made the playoffs. You were pretty stoked when we uh, figured that out, and uh, you know, I uh, missed it by like 50 points. Which, hey, whatever. It was cool. It was fun. Um, and uh, yeah, just ready for this week to see where my teams land up. Uh, there's a lot of teams. I'm not sure if they're going to make the playoffs or not, and. So there's going to be a lot of sweat this week, finally to the point where, you know, one week matters. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be real interesting, especially in those leagues that uh, don't have trade deadlines. Uh, you're going to start seeing some some trades go down. Guys who are on the fringe trying to, to shore up and make a run and guys that maybe are uh, in first or second place trying to obtain maybe the last piece to get them uh, a championship so that that's also going to be interesting but uh i just got an offer for uh, a guy offering me delvin cook all right wait a minute i was going to go to the news but we we got to talk about this one so you would be getting delvin cook what are you giving up well he wants uh mclaurin okay and his first back and he's a um it's like a it's fourteen team league and he's in the playoffs. So I pick is anywhere. So one. I'm assuming six sixteen. One oh nine. It's one oh nine to one fourteen. And, and what's your what's your situation? How are you doing in this league? Um, I'm in the playoffs. Um, my my team's pretty solid, um, but I'm pretty good at running back. So, do you I have think- Chubb and um, Henry and uh, Montgomery and one other. So does Cook, does Cook make you a legit championship contender? I don't, I don't think, think that- so. I mean, I don't I- think it's that the difference between who I can start. You know, I mean, it, it basically he'd be taking over from Montgomery. But the difference between my wide receiver, McLaurin, to my next wide receiver is um, greater. You know what I mean? So, no, yeah, I understand what you're saying. And, yeah, I, I think, you know, if... I'm not even sure if value's right there. Like, if we remove, like, my team composition and everything, I'm not sure. Um, I think that I'm paying more than... Like, I'm giving up more than he is, value-wise. Well, um... And that's why I asked you what, where you're at, because I don't, at this point in the year, I don't care about value. Now, don't get me wrong. Like I'm not going to make, you know, insanely lopsided trades, but if, if Dalvin Cook was the difference between you, you know, it's my team more and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. If it was the difference from you, maybe, you know, cashing in on that third place prize, if you, if you have it in that league or winning a championship, I don't care about the value. Get the Dalvin Cook. Get yourself the championship. You know you can you can figure out value later. You can make another trade to recoup some of that. But if it kind of you know maybe jumps you from fourth to third, it's not a trade worth making in my opinion. Especially if yeah. you're saying you know the the gap between uh, Terry McLaurin and the next wide receiver is greater than you know whatever perceived gap would be between. 
you know, Dalvin Cook and probably Nick Chubb, based on who you said is the best running back on your team right now? Well, we would have to look at my worst running back that I'm starting, right? Like, that would be the difference. So, yeah, yeah. Like, Montgomery, I'd be going from Montgomery to, to Dalvin. And then I'd be going from McLaurin to, like, um, John Brown, who's on IR. Uh, uh, who am I? Uh, Gallup. Like, you know, oh, that kind oh. of... That kind of level, so yeah, 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 yeah. You're you're you know in in the running back situation, you're you're getting a, a top five wide receiver and maybe dropping out a top twenty four, or I'm sorry, a top five running back and dropping out a top twenty four running back. And in the running in the wide receiver situation, yeah, you're dropping a top ten guy and having to bring up like a top thirty five, forty yeah. guy, like. Hey, yeah, it it doesn't make sense for you. Like, nah, keep keep McLaurin because that first, even even if we say this guy ends up winning the whole thing, is one fourteen. I mean, I've this is the time of year when I start doing like my first dipping my toe into the water of what the rookies really are and what they're starting to look at and. I think 14 is still going to get you somebody that you like a lot. And that, and that's if you choose to stay there and not package that and try to move up, you know, you're just dead set on staying at 14. I still, and, and if it ends up being one Oh nine, I mean, I don't know if this is a tight end premium. I also have Kenyon Drake. So yeah, Kenyon Drake is a guy I'm trying to, I only have him in a couple leagues and he's a guy I'm trying to ship or trying to shop this week. Because I'm hoping that a contender is uh, is interested in the two touchdown performance and will take him off my hands because I, I think he can be good for the rest of this year, but I don't have super high hopes for him going into 2021. No, so, I yeah. so if I, if I can if I can ship him off to a contender for a fair package that gets me, you know something to help my rebuilds because i only have them in two leagues and i think they're both going to end up being rebuilds anyway so yeah um yeah if a contender wants to ride them out and pay you know maybe even a little bit more than asking to try to running backs are at a premium right now i mean we're going to talk about guys like zeke and and kamar who now all of a sudden are like you know are those guys that you know we really want to start if we have better options just because of the way their teams have been going but uh, that was a fun one, man. I actually liked that. It was it was good to talk that out, you know. And if anybody's listening who uh, who's in a league with me, I send me a trade offer, man. We'll talk about that one too. <laughs> but uh, until that happens, let's let's head to the news, my man. So Thursday, Thanksgiving. That seems so long ago. Like I, Thanksgiving feels like it happened three weeks ago at this point. Yeah. But uh, Texans, Lions. Uh, Deshaun Watson, that man ate on Thanksgiving, 318 yards, four touchdowns. Normally, I give you my condolences on lines, losses, but it got you what you finally wanted. It got Matt Patricia the hell out of there. Bob Quinn, goodbye. They're gonna they're gonna start from scratch. They're going to uh, you know during this offseason, they're gonna hire a GM. They're gonna hire a new head coach, and it should be interesting to to see what direction they go with that. But, you know, Deshaun Watson, man, you know, and it's funny because everyone says, hey, you know, 
they got Bob out of there and, and, you know, they unlocked, you know, they unlocked big dog, big Deshaun Watson, Washington, Deshaun Watson. But Bob was a good head coach. He wasn't, he wasn't bad. I mean, he wasn't Bill Belichick, but he wasn't terrible. And then this year, all of a sudden, he just lost his mind. He trades Hopkins and then decides that he wants to try to limit, you know, Deshaun Watson, the first, what, four weeks of the season was Mr. Limited. And then <laughs> they get Bob the hell out of there, and then he turns into Mr. Unlimited. So um, I don't know if there's anything else you saw in that game that you want to talk about, but uh, the, Watson was the big uh, the big thing that caught my eye. Yeah, I mean, he's been looking good for the last you know month or so. Um, I mean, he's looked good, honestly, all season. It's just a matter of, you know, he's running more now, so it's making, you know, his fantasy points are a lot higher than they were. Um, so that, that's cool. Um, yeah, just happy as a Lions fan that, um, you know, hopefully they can get somebody who, you know, the players respect. I mean, that's pretty important. And I think that was a big issue. Um, so, I mean, when all these players come out after where he got fired and just celebrated and they aren't even on the Lions anymore, that kind of shows you the, uh, you know, disconnect between the coaching staff and the uh, players. So. Yeah, they must have had a, a, a big-ass support group because guys on, on the Lions were happy on it. X-Lions were happy about it. Uh, I think uh, I think the Lion King was happy about it. You know, Anything that had anything associated with the Lions, uh, yeah, they were they were glad to see him gone. So, yeah, and that's, that's – I'll say I made a mistake on that. I thought Matt Patricia was going to be a real good head coach and – Boy, I was I was dead wrong about that. So uh, you live and you learn. But we're gonna move on to the uh, to the second half of the doubleheader, uh, the football team against the Cowboys, and the uh, the trade addicts, our brothers, uh, Outhouse and, and Brian Har. They do something on their show called Make Amends. So uh, I'm gonna do my Make Amends right now, and it's uh, Antonio Gibson. Uh, I mean. Yeah, he he cooked the Cowboys 115 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, I, I've I have hated on him uh from the beginning. I will say I was an OG on hating on him. It wasn't new, but I mean, man, he's been he's been cooking and it's it's gonna be interesting to see how his career progresses. Uh, you know, will Will Washington kind of bring in a uh, a thunder to match up with his lightning? I don't know. You know, it's very it's going to be very interesting to uh, to see. But was there anything you uh, you saw in that game, Bill? Uh, no. I mean, Gibson scored a lot. I mean, I'm not. I mean, that's all touchdowns, right? Like, I mean, you still look at his stats. I mean, it's just super touchdown heavy and. Like, I think that he's scored more touchdowns than you expect him to score based on his, you know, rushing yards and all of that. So, um, you know, I'm excited about him just to see how he does over the next year. Um, Like, if he takes the next step, um, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, his touchdowns, you know, slow down a bit. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's just a bad, 
bad division, and it's just so, you know, what can we really take out of it when two two teams from that division play each other? I mean, it's just just bad football. And and I heard this on a on a pod today, and I think it's interesting, and I'll see quickly what you think. That you know, Gibson actually has a low key or maybe not so low key tough end of the fantasy season. So at Pittsburgh, at San Francisco, home against the Seahawks, and home against the Carolina Panthers. Uh, does that does that give you pause with Antonio Gibson and what he's been doing? I mean, if if he got you to where you're going, you know what I mean? If he got you into the playoffs, I mean, he's, you still got to consider playing him. Um, but you're definitely going to have to consider that. I think the, the next two games are really big. Um, so hopefully it doesn't matter this week. And then you, all you have to worry about is San Francisco the following week, uh, once you're in your playoffs and hopefully you have a bye, right. And then you don't have to worry about either of them. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's something you definitely have to consider. And, you know, if you have somebody that's of similar ilk that has a little bit better matchup, I mean, maybe you go in that direction. You can't just like close your eyes and plug them in, you know? Right. Right. Cool. So, uh, Next game was uh, Raiders-Falcons. I, I mean, I honestly don't really have anything to talk about in that game. Oh, it was it awful. Was, yeah, that it game was, was like, terrible. Like, completely not what anybody expected nope. going in, right? Like, if that was the final score, everybody would have thought it would have been the Raiders of, right. of anyone. And and it was just, yeah, it, it was just such a, a crazy, weird game. Their defense looked good. Atlanta's uh, was getting pressure. Um you know, the Raiders couldn't run. Like, I mean, their defense looked – Atlanta's defense looked like a real defense, and that's not anything we've heard, um, you know, any time earlier in the season at all. So, you know. Um, and our yeah. man, our man Brian Hart, Atlanta's defense has been solid since they fired Quinn. I mean, it's the truth. The whole team has, has looked a lot better since they fired Quinn, and, you know – it's unfortunate. It seems it seems like everybody in Atlanta liked him, but it, you know, just the results weren't there, and they moved on. And Raheem Morris is, is really like he really looks like he's making a play to maybe be the official head coach in twenty twenty one. I mean, that team has has looked a lot better since he's taken over, and uh, he does have a little bit of head coaching experience from his time in Tampa Bay, so yeah, he's not a com- he's not a completely new name. So that'll be interesting. Once, and he was uh, really young when he was coaching before, so yeah. I mean, he does deserve another shot. You can't just expect a, a young guy. I mean, I think he was in his thirties when he was coaching, mm-hmm. and you know, I mean, give the guy a little bit of time to learn from his mistakes and give him that uh, another chance and get him. He's still really young, so. Uh, if he's railing the troops like this, you got to seriously consider, uh, you know, him as a head coach. And if he doesn't get a job with Atlanta, I have to imagine he'll be getting a job sometime soon. You know, in the next couple of years. Yeah, I I agree with that one hundred percent. So we're gonna move on to uh, the the Chargers and the Bills. And man, Austin Eckler, he you know he comes back. People are like, ah, oh, he's coming right back from the injury. What's gonna happen? And you know, I don't think teams play around with these guys anymore, maybe like they used to, and try to shove them back in too early. 
Uh, we saw with Christian McCaffrey. I mean, unfortunately, he got hurt again. But once they put him in, it wasn't, hey, we're putting you on a pitch count and we're going to, you know, ramp you up. You know, they go, no, man, we've held you out for this long because once we put you in, we want you to hit the ground running. And um, 129 yards total. Uh, the team was triumphant. You know, Brian Hart's favorite player. Uh, Justin Herbert didn't look as good as he had, but I think that was just more getting used to Austin Eckler being back out there. Um, I think once those two guys get used to each other, holy cow, man, with Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler, you know, a little bit of Mike Williams sprinkled in if he stays around. I mean, God, a kid has weapons and the kid has shown that he is, he is something to behold and i'm i am so glad bill i'm so glad that during the fantasy uh actually since since our man brian Har is here i'm not going to call it the fantasy offseason i'm gonna call it the non-point scoring season i was touting justin herbert as the 103 in your super flex and there are so many people that are like yeah man i got him at 108 I got him at 110. I got him at 112. And, dude, he is blowing up. And and the scary thing is he's probably blowing up on a lot of teams that uh, – Were already good. That were already good, you know. So, so now you just made a yeah. great team even better because you didn't listen to me. And, and there were other people. I, you know, I, I love to joke around and say it was all me, but – there were a lot of other people out there too that were kind of tooting that horn and saying, Hey man, like Justin Herbert, 103 in your super flex, like you should do that. But you know, we we got uh we got loved in by uh by JT and Clyde Edwards Alaire and you know, JK Dobbins and guys that I think are gonna are gonna be good in the future, but and that super flex man you gotta get them QBs. Uh anything you saw in this game? Um no, I mean, there was, like, uh, I mean, Herbert, this was probably the first time I would say he didn't look great, you know what I mean? Like, he looked a little a little shaky at times, but he still put up the points. And so, if I'm thinking, like, he's looking shaky and he's still putting up fantasy points, I mean, that's pretty pretty impressive. And uh, Har in the chat was saying that the play calling was awful by the Chargers, and that's so true. Like, I don't know how this coaching staff comes back, honestly, like, there's this isn't just this week. I mean, there's been so many bad calls and just mismanagement for the whole year. I mean, I've caught a disproportionate amount of these Charger games and it seems like every game that I've watched there's been something that's just been egregiously wrong. So add that into the fact that he's playing on a team that's being mismanaged. I mean, dear god, you know what I mean? Just imagine if there's like a Somebody that knows what's going on, like, but and I I agree with both of you guys because here here's the the biggest mistake. Tyrod Taylor started week one, and listen, I don't got nothing against Tyrod Taylor. The guy has had a, a pretty good career. He he's done some things in the league, so I don't want to talk about him like he's a scrub. But I mean, Justin Herbert is this guy, and. You looked at both of these guys, and you're and they're watching practice, so they're seeing things that we don't see, which is why I didn't question it at the beginning of the season. I said, "Hey, they're in practice; they're watching it." Tyrod is the guy. 
And it's almost like, what if this Chargers team doctor didn't puncture Tyrod's lung? Talk about 2020 in a nutshell. Like, Justin Herbert could still be on the bench. Like, that's the craziest part of all of this is, like, it took a doctor puncturing Tyrod's lung in order to to see the greatness of Justin Herbert. So, I mean, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, unfortunate for Tyrod, but great for everyone else uh, in fantasy to to be able to see this guy really just blossom and and just kind of take over this, this amazing spot that he has right now. All right, so we're going to move on now. Giants, Bengals. Uh, Wayne Gallman is the star, man. Uh, 94 rushing and a touchdown in the battle of the backup quarterbacks. We had uh, Brandon Allen playing for the Bengals, and then uh, Daniel Jones gets hurt, and we see Colt McCoy, man. Colt McCoy, that dude. so bad. <laughs> but that, that man is going to be in the league five more years, just backing up in different places. Just, hey, Colt McCoy, ready? Ready for you. He even do the little finger guns, little finger gun Colt there, you know, like. But um, you know, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. It looks like DJ is not going to play this week, so Daniel Jones won't be uh, playing this week, and we'll see if he comes back next week. You know, unfortunately or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, I think they're going to try to get him out there as soon as possible because as crazy as this sounds, four and seven. They're in first place in the NFC East. So it's kind of like you need all your guys out there because you're going for Dallas Cowboys got it right. They took the big L on Thursday. Yeah, they took it. They they want that number four pick. That's what they did. They lost on purpose. They listen. That's how bad it is. They're trying and they're still losing in this crap division. No, that that's what you want to do. Listen, you don't want to drop a dozen spots so you can get boat raced by... No, I get it, but let's not pretend like they're trying to lose, is my point. Well, well, nobody, nobody's trying to lose, but at this point, they just don't have the horses, and no offense, uh, you know, Har wanted to talk about awful play calling by the Chargers. I don't know if you saw the majority of the third and fourth down play calling from the Cowboys... If that's not a coach intentionally trying to lose, then that's a coach that should not have a job anymore because well, the, th- the, yeah. third f- the third – now, both of those things can also be true. <laughs> but, I mean, the third and fourth down play calling was like, hey, it's fourth and three. Why don't we throw the ball two yards and hope that C.D. Lamb can get around three guys for a first down? Like, it's probably not successful play calling. But uh, but you know, hey, keep losing games, Cowboys. I'm I'm behind us having a number four pick because I think that's where the draft is going to end up starting. Uh, you know, the two QBs are going to go one and two, whether uh, the Jets or the Jaguars have picks one or two. The Bengals, I think, are going to shore themselves up at pick number three. They're going to go Penny Sewell, and then hopefully. Uh, Trey Lance or Mac Jones or somebody really kind of jumps Ooh. off the Ooh, Mac Jones. Uh, you know, jump off the screen and someone trades a haul to get up to four and the Cowboys can get picks because Lord knows they need as many picks as humanly possible because they they need help all over that defense. 
they, you know, guys are going to get healthy on the offensive line, but it's been proven this year they need depth at that position. And uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of holes to fill, so hopefully that can happen. But anyway, I, I digress. Uh, anything from Giants and Bengals that are that are you want to talk about? Nah. No. All right, let's go. Titans Colt. Woo! Derrick Henry. 178 yards, three touchdowns. He did most of that in the first half. I mean, this is going to be a theme where these these players are just going to have these massive quarters or halves. But, yes, Derrick Henry, this is when he he goes beast mode. (laughs) King mode, we'll call it. King mode, where, you know, these last, like, four, five, six games of the season – he just, you know, he he hulks up. He gets hit with gamma rays. I don't know what happens to him, but he turns into a freaking monster. And his schedule is like Houston, Jacksonville, Detroit. Like, good. Like, forget the fact that he's bigger and faster than just about every other running back in the NFL, but then you give him three cupcake defenses to just smoke through. <sighs> Yeah, it's going to be interesting. But, you know, it might be one of those things where he only plays a half because of that. And so, you know what I mean? Just because he just destroys them in the first half or the team destroys them. So, but if that like, happens 150 and 2, does it matter? No, but it would be <laughs> nice to get more. Oh, of course. It's always nice to get more. But, I mean, listen, I mean, he that was pretty much his first half line in that game, wasn't it? 150 and 2, something around there, 130-ish maybe. Yeah. And two, but I mean, he and someone brought up a good point on a pod, and I listened to too many. I wish I could remember who, you know, these bad defense, you know, these bad teams at the end of the year, and they don't want to tackle Derrick Henry. They want to be able to go home healthy, you know, sit with their families, play with their kids. They're not trying to, you know, they're not trying to tackle Derrick Henry and, and, blow a shoulder out or, or blow out a kneecap because he just trucked them and then have to spend the whole off season trying to rehab from an injury. So, um, you know, that, that's that, but, uh, all right, let's, let's go. Panthers Vikings. Um, yeah, Panthers don't like cousins and I'm not talking about their cousins, but I'm talking about Kirk cousins because, uh, three Oh seven and three, I mean, Kirk cousins out there looking like, you know, mitt, Michigan State's finest, right? Kirk Cousins. Uh, I'll, yeah. I'll rep you a little bit there, Bill. Uh, he looked good. There was no Adam Thielen. Dalvin Cook uh, didn't have his best game, but uh, we got a couple gritties from from Justin Jefferson. Uh, you know, our man, our man Brian Har. Of course, <laughs> you like that. Uh, listen, the people in Minnesota, they like that. They're very happy. With what uh with what Kirk Cousins is doing, uh, anything else from that game, Bill? No. Let's go. <laughs> All right, Cardinals and Patriots. Uh, Drake goes platinum, platinum. You see what I did there? Mm-hmm. In, in a loss, uh, ninety-three total yards, two touchdowns. Uh, talking about this earlier. If you are not a contender and you have Kenyon Drake on your team, this is a guy you should try to be moving to a contender because. If he uh, keeps piling up these touchdowns, let him help. Let him help somebody win a league, and, and you get some assets that will uh, that will help your rebuild. Uh, 
Bill, do you, do you see anything from this game? Yeah, I mean, Kyler's struggling, right? Like, he's obviously got an issue with the shoulder, um, and I think that's preventing him from running as much. I mean, you see it all the time. Even when running backs have shoulder issues, they struggle. And, you know, you just don't want to get hit there, and it's just impossible not to. And and it just seems like that's taking, a, like, a major facet of their offense out. And, um, you know, you've seen them struggle the last few weeks because of that. So... Hopefully that's something that's you know healing in the meantime, and he can get back to being the uh, the human joystick again, and uh, you know that offense starts going again. But you know it's interesting just to see how much um, Christian Kirk has affected uh, Hopkins. Like once he came back and got healthy, um, that really took away a lot of the targets and. Uh, for Hopkins and he Hopkins still looks just as great he's just not getting those targets anymore so um you know hopefully Kyler gets better and we see um I mean this is kind of what we expected at the beginning of the year this was a concern that you know they were going to spread the ball around and maybe that's just finally happening because you know there's healthier wide receivers other than Hopkins now for sure and and an interesting stat and I just you know I think think I heard this on the footballers. If I'm wrong, somebody will correct me. Uh, and I'm not going to take this one way or the other, but we talk about Lamar and kind of his drop-off from last year to this year. 34% of Lamar Jackson's points in 2019 came from the run game, a pretty high percentage. This year, 37% of Kyler Murray's points are coming from the run game. So just, some, you know, just – little tidbit there and I'm not I'm not gonna you know tell people how to think about that or what they want to do going into startups but I just thought it was interesting all right Dolphins Jets uh Mr. Parker's neighborhood Devontae Parker eight receptions 119 yards we see uh our man Ryan Fitzmagic he's back in the fold he's uh he had to start while two was dealing with a thumb injury don't know how long that's gonna last for but uh they do what everyone does against the Jets, and they uh, they win the game. Win. So, so uh, anything else uh, you see from that game? Nah, it's good to see uh, Fitzpatrick back out there. It's always cool to see him get some time. Um, you know, he's just more aggressive, right? Like it's just different. Like Tua is still very, you know, hesitant to like be aggressive. I think. I think he's just a little bit more passive, and um, you know, which you expect, you know, a lot of times with rookies in their first two, three, four games. And, um, you know, just having a YOLO quarterback out there with those types of wide receivers, that's what kind of what you need. Like, you're not, these guys aren't always going to have the separation. So he's got to just chuck that ball and give them a chance to make a play. And, you know, he probably fits better for them going into the playoffs, you know, just to be able to uh, be aggressive because they're going to need that to win, right? Like, I mean, they're not going to win all those games like they were with Tua where he's throwing less than 100 yards and they win, you know, so... Um, at at times they're going to need a quarterback that's going to give them that chance. So it'll be interesting to see what they do because there's, you know, people thinking that maybe there's some, you know, that thumb isn't really a thumb issue and they just kind of want to uh, put Fitzpatrick back out there. Uh, we'll see how it kind of plays out. But, uh, you know, I, I enjoy seeing him out on the field, that's for sure. So a little public service announcement before we go to the next game. Since we deal with Twitter, I'm talking to Twitter. Twitter, stop asking why Adam Gay still has a job. 
We all know why he has a job. Yep. The best way to go 0-16 is to let Adam Gase ride this thing out. And guess what? His swipe card ain't going to work as soon as that game is over. As soon as week 17 is over, swipe card deactivated. Uh, I, it's going to be like first quarter they shut that thing off of this, a week 17. He can't get in the building no more. All right? Guess At what? At halftime, he's going to be like knocking on the window. Guess what? Uh as soon as they may even do it at halftime, they may announce that they're firing Adam Gates. Okay. That might be what actually happens. And just so, just because I didn't know, I wanted to look this up myself. Week 17, the Jets play because I, you know, gotta, gotta get my facts right. They are away, they are at the Patriots. So, guess what? He may not even have a ride home, okay? He'll have to but, catch a Greyhound. Yeah. he's he, Call Uber. Drive, drive, drive your ass home. But he's there for that reason, to go 0-16, to lock up Trevor Lawrence, stop asking. Someone said, how, do, how does Adam Gates still have a job? And Matt Patricia got fired. Guess yeah. what? Guess what? The Lions ain't trying to get Trevor Lawrence. They're not in the sweepstakes. The Jets, they're in the sweepstakes. And until... They ha- they are mathematically the number one pick. Adam Gase is gonna have a job. He's the he's the best man for the job. Actually, I kind of wish we could trade coaches right now. Dallas trade for Adam Gase just so we can we can assure we're locked up in the in the fourth pick. All right, that's that's what I would like to see. But uh, yeah, stop asking that question. All right, next game: Browns Jags. Uh, Chubb Chubb slays the Jags. Uh, 176 total yards and a touchdown. Uh, he's so good, man. And it, does, it doesn't even matter what the matchup is. He is just – he is killing everyone right now. Um, anything else you saw from that game, Bill? No, there's not much to say in that one. I mean, the Jags are just – I mean, Glennon actually looked okay. Um, you know, he looked better than Luton did. And um, – but that's not saying much. Yeah, and, and if you're, you know, if you want to inquire about the rest of, of Chubb's schedule, you know, playoff matchups and such, at the Titans, home against the Ravens, at the Giants, at the Jets, and they and Week 17, you better not be playing in Week 17, but uh, home against the Steelers. So Titans, Ravens, Giants, Jets. I le- I like at least two of those matchups, and he's probably going to do okay in the other two. So, uh, fire him up. Uh, hopefully, he leads you to a championship. Uh, Saints Broncos uh, <laughs> in the battle of the QBs, and I put that in parentheses on the show sheet. Uh, Latavius Murray reigns supreme, 124 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, we had Kendall Hinton, we had Taysom Hill, who. Um, at this point, yes, Taysom Hill is two and zero. I'm not going to take that away from him, but I think we can all agree at this point he is uh, he is not a 16 week starting quarterback in the NFL. I think that's been uh, I think that's been proven out, and um, you know, unless he's going to run for two touchdowns every week. <laughs> I mean, that might be the case, though, right? Like, I mean. I don't. I don't necessarily agree that he's not a starting quarterback. I mean, it's just a matter of how you build your team. But he is a fantasy um, murderer, 
Like he'll yeah. destroy the whole team fantasy wise. Um, you know, Kamara getting one target, I think, and you know, just he's just not gonna be that prolific passer, so and he's gonna vulture goal line touchdowns. So it's like you know, he'll score decently, but he's never gonna be like super prolific, I don't think. And yeah, I mean it's it's it'll be interesting to see what happens because I mean I don't think uh, I don't think Peyton cares if it's pretty. You know what I mean? As long as it's effective, and if he can figure out a way to make that effective, uh, who knows what they do next year? I, I mean, agree for fantasy. They fire that dude up every week. I mean, he's going to get you rushing touchdowns. He may even throw for one in a game. But uh, overall, I guess I'm saying more from an actual NFL, not from a Well, that's fantasy. what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm saying fantasy is terrible for all the other fantasy players. Oh, but yeah. I'm just saying for NFL, I mean, Peyton's won twice with him, and he looks like he's – granted, this was – we can't even count this game. Let's be honest. Like, they literally went up against nobody this week. So, like, I can't even give him credit for this one. But, I mean, so that's why it's kind of hard to even say – you know, what we've seen so far is what he would be next year, I guess. Yeah, I just, I don't see him as a guy that you can start 16 games and be successful with. Obviously, if anyone can do it, Sean Payton can, because yeah. that dude that dude is an offensive genius. But we, we've kind of seen it with Lamar. If you, if you can't threaten people consistently with the arm, eventually they'll they'll game plan for the legs and. Well, let's be honest. Sh- last week he, there was more deep passes connected to Emmanuel Sanders than there was the whole rest of the year with Drew Brees. So, I mean, he does change the dynamic where he can actually compete complete deep passes. So, you know, I'm not saying like he's great, and I'm not saying I ne- I disagree with you necessarily, but I don't I just don't think we've seen enough to make that statement yet. And see, that's what I—that's what I love about you, Bill. I will make the—I uh, will make the rash call, and uh, <laughs> and I will—I will go there and say that uh, I don't think that a an actual NFL team can be successful with uh, Taysom Hill at the helm. But you—you you know, okay. you want You want to see it, and hey. You know no, what? I don't. I don't want to say what? it. I just don't know, and I, I just based on what I've seen, there's no way I can say one way or the other. I guess. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I agree with you. Last week was kind of, uh, you know, was crazy. I mean, Denver didn't have a quarterback, and you know, Taysom Hill went nine for sixteen for seventy-eight yards in the passing game. He threw a pick, but I mean, the dude in the rushing game was, you know, was crazy. So you know, ten rushes, forty-four yards, two touchdowns, and. You know, the week before against Atlanta, you went 18 for 23 for 233. You know, so it's it's one of those things that um, you you, you got to keep an eye out for. You know, you got to see what he can do, what he can't do. It'll be curious. A lot of people are saying in this year's draft, first round is going to be filled with quarterbacks. You know, some people are saying five, six quarterbacks could go in the first round. Maybe the uh, maybe the Saints are in on that. Uh, you know, they'll probably be, you know, much, much later in that first round, but there are going to be right. some guys hanging out. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what they do, or maybe they go the free agent route and bring in, uh, 
uh, Jimmy G or Sam they trade for Sam Darnold or something like that. Who knows? But we'll we'll see what happens. It'll be an interesting thing to keep yeah, an eye on. For sure. Uh, 49ers and the Rams. Uh, uh, Debo stole the Rams bike. Eleven receptions, 133 yards. And I think we I think people sleep on him sometimes. He gets injured. He's out there. We kind of forget what he is. You know. We, we talk about Brandon Ayuk, who's probably somebody in a week or two. I'm going to have to make amends on him, too, because I was never high on him. Um, God, if the two of them can be out on the field at the same time and healthy for a few weeks and get into a rhythm, holy cow, man, that that offense could be uh, that could be humming. But uh, anything from that game, Bill? I mean, the Niners just own uh, the Rams. It's I think that's four games in a row they've won. Um, and don't don't sleep on the the Niners. I mean, they could easily end up ten and six. So uh, we might see them in the playoffs even after all of those injuries, you know. And I mean, with that coach and a healthy team, you know, for the most part, I mean, they very well could end up being like. Would I be stunned if they were in the Super Bowl? I I wouldn't be stunned. I might be a little surprised, like, but I mean, they have the talent. They were just there. Uh, so, you know, it's not much has changed. So I think that that's, it's going to be a fun division. Now that's the fun division to watch, right? Like yeah, everybody's yeah. good in that division. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that, it'll be fun to see how that plays out for sure. I, I would, I would be stunned if they made the Super Bowl just cause I feel like the NFC has some heavy hitters in it, some teams that can really go, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't, I would not be stunned at all if they make the playoffs there. They're playing with a lot of heart right now. They're down a lot of guys between injuries, and they've had some guys on the COVID list. And they're just they're they're gutting it out every week. And now the talk is, you know, George Kittle could be back in a couple weeks. And if he comes in, I know he's been rehabbing an injury, but fresh, not you know, not banging his body around playing football in week fifteen, week sixteen, and he's there for that late season push and then you get him in the play oh man that that could be that could then be an would you extract. be surprised I, I would still be surprised but he he is that would you be factor. stunned uh i think i would still be stunned okay but, okay but we're he, on a different page there i just think they have so much talent he's that, an x factor like he's hmm. someone who is impossible to game plan i don't care who you are the saints defense is humming right now the the bucks defense has been good all year but He's he's almost unguardable. Mm. Like, what are you yeah. gonna put a linebacker on him? All right, yeah, we'll see that linebacker ten yards behind him. You know, you, you're gonna you're gonna put a corner on him. Oh, good luck. He's gonna yeah, put that guy up. in the hospital. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> what do you do against them? But uh, that'll be for D coordinators to figure out, not me. Yeah. Um, Chiefs Bucks, and I think this was kind of the this was billed as the main event of week thirteen. And Tyreek Hill, good, 200, you know, over 200 yards in the first quarter. He ends the game with 269 and three. I said Tyreek is king of the hill because he was. Um, dude, like, he, it, the, the best part of that game is when he was on the phone and he was saying, help is coming. <laughs> help is coming. Help over the top is coming because – and they were just like, yeah, we're going to play man. And Ty- Tyreek Hill was, I think, I think it was Patrick Mahomes after the game said, we don't see man very often. <laughs> and that's the that's reason why. why. Yeah. 
I mean, they were playing man. I forgot. I forgot the corner who was covering Tyreek. Oh yeah, I, he was just getting abused. Felt bad I for felt, the guy. Me too. Because like I'm watching the game and I'm going, all right, well they can't keep just manic. Uh, no, they're gonna keep doing. Uh, he's caught another. No, they're not gonna do. No, they did it this time. And it was just like someone help him, please. Like, or at least move the safety over so you have a little bit more, uh, you know, a little less space to cover when like you're getting they, over that way. Like you, you're, you're. I'm literally watching a guy become depressed in real time because no, they did not build a game plan to say, hey, like, we're going to help you with Tyreek Hill, who is the fastest dude in the league. But um, uh, anything else from that one? I mean, it was truly the passing of the torch, right? Like, I mean, it, Mahomes is just the best quarterback. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know what to say. I mean... It didn't feel like it, the the score at the end of the game did not represent how much of a blowout that game felt like, you know. So I don't know. I don't even know what to to think about the Bucks right now because they're they're so hot and cold that they could easily just flame out in the first round of the playoffs, and you know it wouldn't stun me if yeah, they make and, it. And they're a team too that are you know it's kind of like what we were what you were saying about the. 49ers like you know they they could be a first round out depending on who they play and where they have to play and they could make it to the Super Bowl it just depends on what team shows up for those three to four weeks and you know what they what they do in that game and it's funny because we talk about Tyreek Hill and then we go well uh Travis Kelsey only had eight for 82 (laughs) Because because Tyreek Hill had such a massive game that we look at eight for eighty two for which would be a pretty good game, a great game for a tight end, but a pretty good game for a wide receiver, and we dismiss it because Tyreek Hill just you know took that game over. So yeah, uh, fire up all your Chiefs no matter who they play. Right. Uh, uh, Bears Packers. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, you know, led a real team effort, and if you look at kind of the the stat sheet and watch the game. He's spreading it around. They're using both Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. And I've never seen a guy throw for 211 yards. And it felt like he threw for 411 yards. (laughs) When I actually, when I actually looked at the box score at the end of the game, I said, he only threw for 211 yards. That doesn't make any sense to me. I felt like he was just doing whatever he wanted on the field. Yeah. But he had, but he had four touchdowns, and you know he's you know Devontae Adams had one. I think Adam Lazard had one. Uh, so um, he's he went from a guy that nobody wanted in startups in 2020 to a guy that everybody's going to want in startups in 2021. So it's going to be fun to see what his uh, what his ADP ends up being once we uh, you know get to the start of the 2021 season. But uh, is there anything else, Bill, that you? Uh, I mean, Trubisky didn't look any better this time around. So, like, he looked really rough still. I think that this is, you know, if he plays the next game or two and he doesn't look markedly better than he did this week, um, I think he might be the last, uh, this might be the last we see of him for a while. Um, It's so funny because he looks exponentially better than Nick Foles. <laughs> But he's but he still looks terrible. Like so, it's like one of those things. It's like he's probably going to finish out the year because they 
actually put points on the board with him at the helm. But you're right. Like, unless he kind of turns into Pat Mahomes for the last few games of the season, he's gone. And I mean, I he needs to turn into Teddy Bridgewater. Like, I mean, let's be honest. Like, if, if he could turn into that, that would be markedly better than what he's been. Yeah, you know, and he, he ends up with three touchdowns and, so you know, garbage time and all that stuff. But, yeah. you know, you don't care for fantasy, but for reality, you know, that's a that's a big deal because guess what? Throwing touchdowns when you're down, you know, a million points doesn't really do anything to, to win real NFL games. So right. uh, it'll be interesting. I think he finishes out the season just because, you know, there was at least right. some, some offense, but – it's also a thing where he's going to have to really kill it to to have a job. And honestly, if he, I don't think he will be there next year. He'll probably catch on as a backup somewhere. You know, yeah. Some some offensive coordinator will say, you know, he was the number two pick. I can I can make him a real thing. We'll have him in as a backup, and he can, you know, but. Yeah, you'll you'll see a lot of them in preseason, uh, assuming we have one in twenty twenty one. So, uh, all right, Seahawks Eagles. Um, I said you better arrest DK Metcalf for killing fifty three Eagles, man. Uh, Ten receptions, one hundred seventy seven yards. I don't know what the Eagles' defensive game plan was, but there was no part of it that said stop DK Metcalf. So, um, and just remember, uh, you know, shout out to Rocky, our resident Eagles fan. Uh, co-host of the Dynasty Junkies. The Eagles took J.J. Sega whiteside ahead of D.K. Metcalf. <laughs> Just going to throw that out there. Yeah, so a lot of players taken before him. All right, listen, Andy Isabella, he was a, he was a stud that was taken before D.K. Metcalf. Um, yeah. So, yeah, hey, listen, <laughs> it is what it is. But uh, was there anything you saw from that game? Uh, I mean, that offensive line's so bad. It's just decimated. It's bad. It's like, I mean, Wentz really has no chance. But then even when he does have the chance, he's not looking good. So it's just, I think he's just so destroyed. You know, he's so antsy now. Like, you see it when quarterbacks keep getting hit. Like, he's been sacked more than anybody by a mile. And it's just, um, you know, it's just a bad year. And I don't, honestly, I don't know how to, what to think for him going forward. Like, are they going to want to keep him? You know, what are they going to want do? Are they going to want to just ch- blow it up? Because I, I think they're in a little bit of sal- salary cap trouble next year. And he's like a he's a large part of that. But I don't know if they could even cut him or, or do anything because that might hurt them even worse. So I, I'll have to look into that to see if that's even a possibility. Um, but he can't get much lower in value. So maybe he's actually a guy to to trade for. So here's the interesting thing about Carson Wentz, and you are 100% right. Uh, the Eagles are going to be in, in a big salary cap hell. I mean, every team is going to be in some salary cap issue because of the, uh, the salary cap going down, but the Eagles are going to be one of the hardest hit teams. Now, here's the issue with Carson Wentz. You can cut him next year if you want to pay – almost $60 million in yes, debt cap. so they're not going to do that. So uh, we can look towards 2022, and if you want to cut them after that season, 
you got to pay twenty four point five million dead cat. <laughs> so, I mean that, that's more likely because then they could do that June first. I don't even know if they still have that with the new collective bargaining, but if they can, then they can uh, cut them for the following year's dead cap um, next off season. Yeah. So let's see. Um, so if they did a post June first release. He would count nine million against the twenty twenty two dead cap, okay, and fifteen million against the twenty twenty three dead cap. Okay, so that's more you know palatable, I guess. Uh, right. But 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 regardless, he's going to be there next year, so he may be a guy worth grabbing because there's people are going to be so down on him right now um, that you might be able to get a deal and just bench throw him on your bench until next season. You know, so. Here you go. What What are you trying to give up to get a Carson Wentz? If I had a late first, I would do it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, like if I'm uh, a playoff team, I would take that shot. Okay, I think I think that's um, I think that's more than I would be willing to give right now. But mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, he's a starting quarterback, and as much as we want to clown on him. He's probably going to be a starting quarterback next year. I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't think Jalen Hurts takes the crown. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but you know, I you'd think have to think they'd put him in more, right? Like they'd have more plays for Hurts right now if they really believe that he was close to Wentz, right? Well, and, and I don't know if you were hearing this, but you know, living around Philly, the the big talk was that you know uh, Jalen Hurts is getting more first team reps, and you know all this stuff, and people were like, "Wow, well, if they're giving him more first team reps." Maybe they're starting to think like, let's try him out on some drives and see if you know this is it. And that didn't really come to fruition during the game. No. So either that was just kind of a smokescreen, and they were hoping maybe to to mess with Seattle's defensive game planning, or he did get more first team reps in practice, and it wasn't what the coaching staff wanted to see. Right. I also I also think an issue, and I don't think it's going to happen this year, but I think unless things change. Uh, Doug Peterson and staff are, won't be there uh, after 2021. And they may want to give Carson that one year with a new staff to try to see if they can revive uh, his career. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see about that. But uh, final game, Raven Steelers. Dude, so. Uh, I remember one, that one. We We had Wednesday football. I mean, it, it wasn't great. Now, obviously, the Ravens have a pretty good built-in excuse uh half their team was on the covid list so they were without lamar jackson and without uh jk dobbins mark ingram their i think their starting center and their backup center were gone mark andrews was gone the list goes on and on and on and on yeah it was rough and, and the and the you know the pittsburgh steelers didn't really take advantage of that i thought i mean There's i was like a- God, they- yeah, there's a lot of drops, right? Like, yeah. I mean, there's just so many drops. Ebron dropped so many. Deontay dropped a ton. Um, every time Ebron drops one, my heart just fills up with joy. Like, as a Lions fan, <laughs> it's just like, good. Somebody else gets to see what uh, what we we felt. But uh, yeah, I mean, it could have been way worse. You know, if if they didn't have all those drops, it could have been just a, a an utter blowout. Um, so. That's really the only thing that I think kept that score reasonably close. Yeah, I I agree with you. Um, 
that that was just it was a hard game to watch. But you know, hey, we got we got Wednesday football, and twenty twenty will be the first year that uh that there is a NFL football game played every day of the week. So we got that going for us. Um, all right, so we went through the news. We're gonna uh, we're gonna go to what we saw in the timeline, and the first one is from uh. Our, our man, friend of the show, John Bauer at the Bauer Club. I actually joked around with him and told him that he keeps on giving us all this good content. We're going to have to cut him in on all this big time podcast uh, money that we're making. So uh, he's got to he's got to stop helping us out so much. But uh, he got a question here. So he says, "You're in a startup right now. How far does Ezekiel Elliott have to drop for you to take him? RB what? So." Bill, I am going to, I'm going to start with you, and uh, where would you put Ezekiel Elliott in a startup? RB, what? I'm looking at the list right now. Um, geez, it'd probably be around RB. Fourteen. Wow, really? RB fourteen. Mm. All right, so let's uh let's play my favorite game and let's yep. uh let's see if we can uh now here's the we gotta put this into context. Mm-hmm. When I'm in a startup, I'm not drafting old running backs. Like that's just not how I play the game. So that's I'm not I'm gonna I might take a younger guy who I feel has more years that I'm gonna get out of him. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean I think he's the 14th best running back. So just to be clear, okay. Um. So this is DLF November ADP. Just so we have a gauge here. So since you said 14, I'll start at 14, and we'll just give me a yes or no. Zeke Elliott or Aaron Jones? That's right where I'm struggling. So um, that's why I said 14. Okay, so um, let let's hit let's go above that then. Uh, Nick Chubb or Zeke Elliott? Chubb. I'm with you on that one. Zeke or DeAndre Swift? I mean, I'm going Swift because a, I mean he's one year in, so I know I'm getting at least three more years of him. Um, that, that's a tough one for me. Like well, I, we both have bias in this. So I, like half <laughs> half of me says Zeke and half of me says Swift. That's well, that's... then the answer is Swift because you're biased. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know well, what I'm saying? I, I could I could see that. Um, yeah. J.K. Dobbins or Zeke Elliott? I mean, I probably go J.K. because I think that the situation is going to open up for him this year. Uh, in 21, I mean. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I would probably go him because that's how I'm building my team in startups usually. Okay, I think I think I would go Zeke just because I, I am. I get that though. I mean, I am still a little wary of this situation. Uh, this yep. one's a la- this one's a layup. Uh, Zeke or Derrick Henry? I mean, I'm going Henry because of the volume. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, that's why I said it's a layup. Like <laughs> I'm going Derrick Henry too. Uh, th- I think this one is interesting. Zeke or Josh Jacobs? It's Jacobs. It's just the age. I feel like they're both going to get similar um, volume, so I'm just I'm buying a few years. Yeah, and I I 
I think I go Zeke, and the only reason why I go Zeke is because of uh, Jacob's injury history. Um, but I agree with you. I, th- I think similar value to be had. Um, Zeke or Miles Sanders? I mean, it's going to be the same answer for, like, all these guys in that same age range. So, I mean, that's why I'll go Sanders. All right, so we'll, we'll get to some – we'll get to a couple of guys who are in in the age range. Well, we don't have to keep going up because every one of them above it, I'll take over Zeke. <laughs> You'll take over Zeke? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I'm a little – I think I'm a little higher on Zeke just because I think – I think where the drop-off is happening is – due to the fact that Dak is out now. I mean, no. I think I think Zeke Zeke was RB2 or RB3 before the Dak injury. So I don't see why he's not any year th- older. Any Yeah, but he's not, you know, we're t- we're talking about Dalvin Cook who's the same age and has a much more extensive injury history over Zeke and we're, you know, Alvin Kamara, we're talking the same age, and you know, we're we're talking about those guys over Zeke. I'm just saying For that. Sure. I'm I'm saying that with Dak in the in the fold, he was RB two or RB three. So I, I, I'm yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that he's going to be in a similar range. Whether you want to say that's RB five, you know. As well, long that's as that. why you would draft him. Yeah, I mean, it's just a way, different way of building your team. Like, that's, yeah. I mean, I'm never going. I'm never starting in a startup, adding old running backs. That's just not how I build my team. I'm adding quarterbacks. I'm adding wide receivers, young running backs, and and that's because then my team can grow into um, into it. So I'm I'm unless a guy falls to me, like if Zeke falls to me in the third round, I mean I might consider it, but I'm not going to pick him. Otherwise, I don't think. And he's he's going to be an interesting guy because I've I saw a lot of that same sentiment on the uh, the responses to this tweet is like oh if he's there in round three or if he's there in round four like I'll take him and I'm I'm going to be very curious where Zeke ends up because yeah. as much as we all want to say like oh, if he's there in round three I'll take him I might I'll, not even I don't think it depends who else is there. Right. I don't, well, not even that, but I don't think he's going to last to round three. I mean, I think. Do you think he's in the top 24 picks in every, in a lot of the drafts? I mean, I, I, well, that's, that's tough because, I mean, it all depends, it all depends on if you are grading Zeke on, what has it been, six games? without Dak Prescott or if you're grading him on his whole career with Dak Prescott. So I, I guess that's where the, yeah, I just don't, I think I, that, we, we just look at it differently. Like how we I think do that's it, where so. the, mm. where the divide is going to be, you know, depending on how you look at Zeke, but uh, it was an interesting exercise. Thank you, JB. Appreciate it. Uh, this is from the dynasty trades guy at dynasty trader Two. Uh, which RB do you prefer in Dynasty? Uh, do you would you want Aaron Jones or Josh Jacobs? I'd want Josh Jacobs. I just don't know where Aaron Jones is going to be next year. I think he might resign with Green Bay, but when Jamal Williams is healthy, they seem to get a pretty even split. Um, so 
Yeah, I'm just I'm just buying the years again. I mean, that's how I play play typically. I'm not adding the older guys. If I have a choice between two guys that I'm reasonably split on, I'll take the younger guy. Yeah, see, I'm 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 the opposite, and I, mean, I, and, I and that that's perfect. I mean, that just shows you that you and I build our teams differently, and that's the beauty of it, right? Like, it's there's no wrong answer here, and I I know that that's you always go into it adding you want to win the first year typically Mm -hmm. and that's not how i typically play yeah so it um i just i just think aaron jones does so much and you're right he is he's a free agent you know unless he uh unless he signs with uh green bay once this season's over uh, it's going to be interesting because a lot of the a lot of the big time running backs did get signed up, but there's still a lot of big time running backs that are going to be available. And now with the salary cap going exactly. down, exactly, yeah, that's it, like we don't know how it's going to play out. It's going to be very interesting because I mean, I think we've I think we've seen around the league for the most part. You know, there obviously have been some teams that have bucked the trend, but we've seen running backs just kind of like, all right, go do what you got to do. Like, go get your money somewhere else and, you know, be happy. And it's not going to be here, but it's like, you know, it's one of those things. I almost said Jacksonville. And then I remember James Robinson was there and I was like, no, that's not going to happen. But I'm trying to think of a team where it's like, oh, they kind of suck right now. But if, you know, Aaron Jones showed up, they got a couple of weapons and Miami, Miami, like, they, you know, they have a top 10 pick right now, plus their own first round pick. Plus they have the four picks in the top 50, I think someone said. would be a pretty decent match with them, to be honest. And, you know, if they could, you know, if they could fill in maybe a legit number one or C, you know, they get like Jamar Chase in the first round and with that first Houston pick and, you know, maybe fill in some O-line spots and, and shore up some things on defense and they just go, all right, we're going to spend the big money on linebacker or on linebacker on running back. Oh, Aaron Jones comes in and now all of a sudden you're looking at an offense with two of Jamar chase and, and Aaron Jones and Mike Gusecki, even though they're using like every tight end in Miami right now, but um, it'd be interesting. And they may not even have to spend big money. That's the issue, right? Like these running uh, backs, uh, true, it true. might be 5 million a year. Like we don't true. know what people are going to offer these guys. And, you know, people are going to opt to to pay positions that matter. You know, I mean, not to say that running backs don't, but they're easier to find replacements of. So who knows what these all these guys in the um, free agency are going to – like nobody's going to get um, franchised this year because, like, it's no. just so much money. And these teams are going to be so hard up because of that cap issue. Um, it's going to be crazy. I think we're just going to see – it's going to be like um, – you know, startup mode in um, like Madden or something where you're just drafting players because it's just going to be like, there's going to be so many free agents. Yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. Like our, all our dynasty teams are just going to be so wrecked because nobody's where we thought they were going to be next year. Yeah. Like, man, it's so funny. You, you could legit say like Aaron Jones could end up in like seven different places and be making, you know, less money than like Jarek McKinnon. Like, yeah, it, it's like it's. And by the way, San Francisco is a spot he could end up. You know, <laughs> you like, never know. They, they don't have a lead dog that's like, oh, we got. I mean, Raheem Mostert, I guess. Yeah. But like, you know, we've kind of seen, you know, 
what can happen if Raheem Mostert isn't around all the time. So that'll be fun. That'll be interesting to uh, yeah. to, to do. And if we ever co-own a team and do a startup, man, we're going to be having some discussions. Yeah, we, we won't haven't... be co-owning a team. Oh, yeah, we will. Listener. <laughs> We'll, we'll co-own one team, and we're going to have some discussions there. No, start. It'll, it'll be fun. It'll be fun yeah. for sure. Uh, all right, we got one more. This is from uh, the third host of the Fancy Timeline, Drew from the 615, our, our main man, Drew, at DR underscore PRA. Who is the biggest disappointment this year at QB? And this is going to be a fun one to talk about because we've talked about a couple of these guys already. Baker Mayfield, Carson Wentz, or Lamar Jackson? Uh, I'll go first, and I'll say Carson Wentz. Uh, You know, I think he was, for the most part, a top 10 to 12 quarterback, you know. And this is a dude that if you have any other viable option, even in a super flex, you're, you're not starting him. You're, you know... If your third quarterback is, you know, Nick Mullins and the matchup is right, you might be like, oh, what do I do? You know, if if your third if your third guy is Baker, you're probably like most weeks really considering it because I mean, no, he Carson Wentz is I mean. He he was okay for a while in fantasy, and now he's really starting to not even be okay. And uh, so there are a lot of like you're contemplating on a lot of guys. If you have a decent third quarterback in superflex, mm. you're you're like really con- you know you're contemplating it. So I think I think Wentz is would Wentz would be my pick. Okay. Uh, what about you? You got you got Baker, Wentz, or Lamar? Yeah, so Baker, he's not going to be what I consider the biggest disappointment because my expectations were so low. Yep. So, like, I don't feel like there's really anything. It didn't surprise me. So then it's down to Wentz or it's down to Lamar. So I base it off of where they are compared to the amount of capital that you had to give up for the player. So for me, it's Lamar. Like, Lamar is what, like a a QB 12 to 14 range maybe? Mm -hmm. And uh, you had to give up first round draft capital for him in a startup. So like that's you're not reaping the benefit. You're you're hurt the greatest by him getting him as opposed to Wentz who might have been like a you know, maybe a third round pick in a super flex startup and he's pro- he's performing as like a probably middle of the road uh wide, or quarterback too. So I just feel like, you know, the amount that you had to give up for Lamar uh, he, I have to consider him the at least I consider him the biggest disappointment for the year. Yeah, and I I thought about um, I definitely thought about Lamar because obviously, I mean, in a lot of situations, Lamar was in in a super flex. Lamar was one hundred two. Yeah. So it's not even that you were giving up first round capital; you're giving up like probably top early first yeah top five pick at the at the latest yeah i mean i know i know in a league i had uh in a startup i did i had 104 and i actually traded out of that pick um and i think i dropped to like 105 or 106 and i knew it was a buddy of mine and i knew he was going for lamar lamar was still on the board Mm -hmm. and he wanted him some lamar and in that trade, I actually ended up 
uh, with some other pieces. I ended up getting Deshaun Watson when I dropped a couple picks, and I got Ryan Tannehill <laughs> in a fourteen-team superflex. Yes, yeah, so that's so. Huge. So I mean, just and and I got other stuff too. So just those two pieces alone make up for Lamar this year. I mean, he thought well, he, Deshaun already beat some. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, right. And, and that's that's the thing. Like, oof, I mean, lo, yeah, Lamar, you were paying a pretty penny, whether it was in a trade or with your own picks, you were paying a lot. So uh, I'm on MFL right now. Lamar Jackson is 11th in points uh, per game. And you were probably using like, you know, uh, you're probably one of the first five picks of the first round Yeah. to, to grab him. Let me see if I can find And Wentz is at 14. So, I mean, he's had, uh, his last couple of weeks have been a little rough, I think. Actually, no, he... Because he has that rushing floor. He's been running a lot this year, and I think that's what's been saving him. He had, he had a bad one against the Cowboys of all teams, which is funny, and a bad one against the Giants in week 8 and 10 on both sides of the bye. And then he's been uh, he's been decent since then. But, yeah, I mean, he runs a little bit, you know, Obviously, unless you're pay- playing in like a Scott Fishbowl, his uh, his completion percentage doesn't burn you too much, you know. And if you are playing in the Scott Fishbowl <laughs> with Carson Wentz, I-, I feel sorry for you. But hey, listen, I I started Mike Glennon this week with all my quarterback injuries, so I actually don't feel that bad for you. Um, but uh, dude, I think that's it. I think I think we we wrapped it up. We we hit all the high notes, as I like to say, and uh. We did a damn good job. We went a little running back heavy, but that that's always fun because that's it's always a good place to debate because you know the the pool of elite running backs is so limited that you know once you start fighting over them, you know you really get into some nitpicky territory, and it's kind of like you said perfectly. You know, it's all about personal preference. You know, do you do you want to buy youth? Do you want to buy the years? Do you you know and Everybody does it a little differently, so that's what makes it fun. But uh, on that note, man, uh, thank you uh, to Bill for uh, for educating us, for his big brain, uh, spewing out all of that knowledge. But uh, thank you to everybody in the chat, too, man. We had uh, we had our man Brian Haar in there. He was doing it. We had uh, Lindsey Kennedy. She, she stopped in for a minute. It was, you know, a lot of people in and out. So much fun, man. It's always... It's always fun when the chat gets involved and and helps us out and gives us some stuff to talk about. Uh, If you're watching this on YouTube, you know, please remember to hit the subscribe button, hit the bell. uh, Just search that network if you are uh, if you're looking for us, because once you subscribe to us, you also uh, will get whatever else our other brothers uh, put out there at the. Trade Addicts Pod, our guys at Dynasty Junkies, uh, getting real with Casey Kasem. She that pod is so good. Um, I actually got a couple stored up because I've been uh, I've been virtually helping my child through school. So between that and work, I've been slacking on my pod game. But uh, I'll, I will catch up. I will uh, I will listen to them all. Um, and, you know, if you're listening to us on podcast, appreciate that too, man. We're almost at an hour and 20 minutes, and that's a long time. You could be doing anything else, but you decided to listen to 
Bill be knowledgeable and me just say whatever the hell comes out of my mouth. So uh, appreciate that. And remember, you know, subscribe. You know, you probably already are subscribed if you're listening to us, but tell someone else to subscribe. Rate us, review us. We do look at it. We do, you know, try to listen to what you guys have to say because it is helpful to us. So, Bill, uh, on that note, dude, we are out of here. Late.